talk flirty to me. Hello, hello. Hello. Hey. Hi. We're 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 doing our podcast, Talk Flirty to Me. Mm, <laughs> That's it's kinda like talk dirty to me, but with some flirt in exactly. there. Exactly. It's not as naughty. Fair. I don't know. <laughs> naughty? I thought for a second I thought I heard snotty. Snotty and snotty. Although no, this week it is a little snotty because I'm sick. I thought, you know, last week I was like, oh, I lost my voice being in New York. No, I was actually getting sick and oh. I didn't realize it. So it's such a pleasure to sleep with you when you're not feeling well. Well, I mean, I just pass out. I like knock myself mm-hmm. out with Advil PM. All right. This is some good radio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. Hey. So this episode is being brought to us and produced by Chris Nichols, who is one of our Patreon supporters. He's um, in our, I think it's our sushi tier or something like that. Um, so he gets to produce one episode a month. Uh, and actually, Chris just got married. Congratulations, he, yeah, Chris. Yeah, he emailed me saying that he just got married, and I think he lives out in... Well, I mean, I shouldn't give away all his, like, no, yeah. his and, location. Uh, he lives somewhere <laughs> in the U.S. where you were doing a signing, or like mm-hmm. close near where you were signing. And, um, and oh, he couldn't... Oh, Springs? Well, now we just, we just gave away his location. It's, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> giving a street address. If there's a sniper listening, they're not going to know where to aim the gun. Sorry, it's Chris, fine. if you get sniped. You're fine, dude. Um, relax. Congratulations. <laughs> but he couldn't go because it was the same weekend as his wedding. So oh. he like he was really upset and bummed. And um, so, yeah. Oh, man. Congratulations, sorry. Chris and, and wifey, whose name I don't know. Or husband. Or husband. No, I think I think he actually told me it was, it was a, a woman. Okay. All right. We'll go yeah. with wife then. I, I think in the email, and if I got that wrong, I'm sorry. Um, but happy nuptials, happy nuptial day. <laughs> <laughs> nice recovery. <laughs> okay. I mean, you guys, I'm really good at improv. We covered this in the last. Oh episode. my god! <laughs> All those years of training. How did you not pick up better improv? I That's am good crazy. at improv. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do this again. All right. So, what are we talking about um, today? So let's see. Before we talked about um, one of your favorite hobbies, right. And pastimes, which is cars and vehicular mm-hmm. things so we're talking to you about disney movies musicals and things that are totally cheery and cheery. sunshiny cheery happy <laughs> bright let pink and fluffy let the sun shine okay also guys just to let you know we have the air conditioning on so there might be a little more <laughs> white noise hummage happening behind us um, <laughs> some hummage <laughs> there might be some hummage because it's pronounced so homage so hot it's so hot we we usually turn off the ac and we just couldn't stand it in here without the ac on so yep we're pushing through yeah sorry guys um, okay so so musical theater so i will talk first um when i met you <laughs> as usual <laughs> not true you uh did some acting in high school is that right i actually started acting when i was eight okay before that <laughs> yeah long before high school i started um actually my first ever show was a professional show it was with um a dinner theater which is like regional theater essentially mm-hmm. um and i was molly and annie um okay so didn't you do some tv too am i skipping ahead um the tv was was further along in my career that was more like middle school okay i did some like really cheesy like commercials and infomercials mm-hmm. i was in an infomercial for kodak right and they, you guys may remember, those of you who are old enough, that Kodak came cameras. out with like the first, yes, cameras, cameras. Film, film cameras. Film. And it was the first ever panoramic film. So like this camera could take three different sized images in mm. one little like vacation right. camera. And so, so I did the first infomercial for you that. You were on TV for that? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I got a 
decent payout that helped yeah, pay so, for college. <laughs> yeah, your dad was smart enough to take all your money and lock it up into a savings account and now let you spend it. He, yeah, so he took all, I mean, not all, but like he took my theater money and my acting money and he put them into divided things. So he set me up with a Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. So he set me up with a retirement fund when I yeah. was eight. Um, and yeah. then the other part of it, he set me up in a college fund with it. And then the the other third he set up in stocks so if you had had that money in cash as a young child what would you have spent it on well my first paycheck they let me they let me buy what i wanted did you buy a bunch of poly pockets no but that would have been good too actually (laughs) oh this is actually oh i I can like take a photo of what i bought because i still have it it's like the one thing that from my parents home as we were going through all their stuff as they were moving i couldn't bear to throw away and um it's this giant white teddy bear that oh, I, that, that, yeah. that's the first thing I oh ever God. bought with we a paycheck. Oh my God, we rode with that thing. I know, between us. In the movie us. truck. <laughs> I'm driving next to a giant white teddy bear and my wife. Yeah, I couldn't bear to throw it out. 18 I hours. I couldn't bear to throw it out. Oh, no, we did. I'm going to let that, I just hope we <laughs> I didn't mean that the first time. I didn't mean that the first time. It was bad. Anyway, um, that was, yeah, my parents, well, I think it was my mom. My dad was probably working, but my mom took me to the toy store and my first paycheck was not a lot, you guys. I think it was like $100 Enough or something. for a bear. Enough for a bear. Yeah. Um, and I could choose whatever I wanted, and that bear was calling my name. <laughs> so that's nice. <laughs> and I named him Rufus. If I ever get injured or something happens to me, I know that when we retire, you've got a nice little nest egg that I can mooch off of. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. My retirement fund has been growing for quite a long time. <laughs> I am not think a spring chicken. Think of all the bears you can buy. Oh, so many bears, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> or antique Polly Pockets. Or also, I mean, Polly Pockets are now worth a lot of money. I saw something recently that they're worth like thousands of dollars, the original ones. You know, it wouldn't surprise me because you have a lot of tiny pieces that yeah. you can lose. And if yep. you have a complete set, I bet it's hard. Yeah. Or even one still in the box. Oh, one yeah, opened. That'd be... that's, that's called new old stock. Whoa. That's yeah. beyond my pay grade. That's Ooh, more than I, I can know. I can go even further. <laughs> it's tissue fresh. If it's still in a Jesus. packing case and it's all wrapped with tissue and not even that that hasn't been disturbed. Tissue? Unpunched tissue. So they have tissue you have a bunch of action figures, whatever you want. And inside the case, they have thin tissue. Anyone who works in a store knows this. They wrap it around, uh, they weave it around every uh, unit, and uh, so none of it's touching each other. And if it's unpunched, <laughs> you know a little hole in the top of the cardboard where you hang it on the metal hook? Uh-huh. If you push that, punch that out, it's worth less. If you can get it unpunched, even better. Wow. And, oh my God, and I'll shut this up. This is more than I ever wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> they use uh, like acid-free, uh, it hasn't yellowed the plastic of the thing. This is uh, My mm. friend Tristan, our yeah, friend, owns a I comic know, shop. I and know he explained Tristan. this all to me. So I know <laughs> way more about this. Tristan at Coast City Comics, Coast who City also Comics. has a podcast, guys, if you like comics. Who's and... not a sponsor, so we will not oh, talk not, about it anymore. Oh, he's not a sponsor, but, but <laughs> we, we heart Tristan. We do. Um, so. Um, anyway, Polly Pockets and more than I ever wanted to know about see, reselling toys. Did you also toys. work with John, the famous Dan Cortez? I did. MTV VJ. I think that's a name most people... Wasn't he on a sports? Was he MTV or... MTV Sports. MTV Sports? Okay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, I think more famous than Dan Cortez, I worked with Carrie Russell. And let's go back to Dan. Uh, I'm pretty sure Carrie <laughs> Russell is more well-known because of I'm the Americans sure. and... Carrie Russell. Who is she? Is she... she from Honey, I Blew Up the Baby? Yeah. But she's on that show, what The Americans she, What has she done now? since then? The Americans! <laughs> yeah. Is she in Felicity? Yes, she was in Felicity. Yeah. She's had way more than Dan so Cortez. What you're I mean, me I like Dan Cortez. He was very nice. After her career high with Rick Moranis and 
honey, I blew up the baby. Her career has kind of gone downhill since then. That is not what I'm saying. Unlike Dan Cortez, <laughs> which, which what, still remains on top. Done? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was in The Americans. Mm, Probably okay. not. Sure. Okay, joke uh, is over. Also, let's see. Also, oh, I worked with Scott Bakula. Oh. Yeah. Quantum Leap, Scott? Yep. I don't remember the name of the film we worked on. It was like a made-for-TV movie, but mm-hmm. um, I, I remember. Cool. I mean, I was like, I was a very tiny part. I was like a featured yeah. extra at a funeral or something. Girl in background holding large bear. <laughs> Every film I did, I was holding Rufus. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you took him, they would start crying, and that's not good for the camera. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. What was he like? Was uh, which one? Well, they were like, all really they're all nice. pretty great. Yeah, they were all very nice. No, um, you don't have any juicy behind the scenes. Carrie Russell was very quiet. She would read. Mm. Like I remember, she was in her oh, in so her she chair. She's better than us. No, she's a I think reader. she's just introverted. Because mm. I I'm very similar, and I think in a way, like I was watching her kind of from afar, and I I was I liked that she read. I felt like a connection to her, even though I didn't spend a lot of time with her. Maybe she was reading a script for Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. whatever it's called well after that but okay that would be weird if she was rereading a script that she did a few years ago (laughs) written by hg wells um so yeah she was very sweet but she was very quiet dan cortez was really nice um Mm -hmm. more outspoken more like he would come and hang out in the um like craft services with sort of a slowly small parts is he talking about sports the whole time I, music i don't recall him talking no. about either right. of those not things. what i would have thought okay <laughs> um, so uh then you get to college sure we yeah you were dorothy and a bunch of other things yeah i was cinderella and a regional tour and okay. a few other things but and in school you got a great scholarship for acting yeah, yeah i got acting theater uh to scad where we met mm-hmm. um oh and when we met i told you that acting wasn't really art Correct, you did. Somehow that won me over. And then mm. you said, well, I'm a photographer. And I said, well, you're just copying the, the world with your machine. <laughs> yeah, you, you're a charmer. Yeah, somehow it <laughs> I don't know how it worked, but it, I guess it did. But then I was like, well, what do you do, Mr. Artiste? And you were like, oh, I do a, I do sequential art. And yeah, I, I like, tried to skate around yeah, it. Yeah, you did. So I'm like, and I was say like, it, I don't know what that is. That's what I was hoping. Yeah. But then your stupid friend my, called me on my bullshit. Yeah, she was like... <laughs> That's comic books. And I was like, okay, so yeah, Shakespeare's not art, but, you know, Archie is. I know, I know, I know. I mean, they're both art, and we love both, but yeah. this was like our playful. No, don't pack pedal. This was no, our own playful, it. Go ahead. Flirty, Call it lowbrow. It's flirty okay. Flirty banter. <laughs> is it? Um, yeah, so I, I went to college, but uh, I got this theater scholarship, but I didn't end up double majoring like I had planned. I just went the, fo- the photography route. Yep. Um. Can we talk about the time with SCAD that you were not happy with? Okay. Nope. (laughs) Your brand is so much different. I know. I want to get into the mud. You're just like, ugh. I mean, we can talk a little bit about it. That I I wasn't, I just, in general, I wasn't thrilled with the program. There were some really good teachers, but overall. Ooh, you sure you want to say that, Colleen? I mean, it's SCAD. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I, I applaud when you go off, when you put, when you ride the line a little bit. Yeah. Just always playing it so safe. I mean, it's it's not safe. I try to be respectful of the people that did go there and did graduate with that major. Yeah. And some of them, I'm sure, are doing really well. But I, I did have a really good photo department experience. That's true. Um, I, I really, I loved my photo department, and I felt like I was getting a lot more out of the photography degree yep. than I was getting in the theater degree. 
And um, that's why I changed focus and switched gears to that. Great. So then you moved to New York and you became famous. <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting. <laughs> still Me waiting too. for my break. <laughs> <laughs> um, moved to New York. I, I got a job more behind the scenes as a producer. Well, I wasn't, I didn't start as a producer. I, I got a job as like a, an intern with uh, Lucky Duck Productions which is the production studio that does Nick News with Linda Ellerbein. Mm-hmm. And it was a really great job, a great internship. I, I really liked it there. Mm-hmm. Um, stayed there for a while, worked my way up to associate producer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I met Jon Stewart, and I vomited in his green room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good story. Why that is a good that? story. <laughs> Go ahead. So um, we, were, we were interviewing Jon Stewart for one of our episodes on Nick News, and he's really cool guy and was he, was he cool like dan cortez cool he was way cooler way than cooler, dan cortez okay. yeah <laughs> um and i had just started um god we're gonna get really personal i had just started radiation therapy for um okay. <laughs> for my because you had cancer because i yeah i had cervical yeah. cancer issues oh, we'll, um, we'll cover that in a different yeah maybe that'll be a whole yeah. other we'll, we'll have a whole cancer podcast um so I had just started like radiation for that and I wasn't feeling super well, but it was such a good opportunity getting to interview Jon Stewart and he was, you know, I was so excited to meet him. And um, so I was in the green room waiting and I wasn't feeling super well. And right as he walked in, I just became overwhelmed with nausea and I rushed into, thankfully there was a bathroom right off of the green room and I just rushed into the bathroom and hurled my guts up just <laughs> into the toilet and um, took a moment washed my hands composed myself came back out and everyone is just standing there like jaws dropped staring at me as I come out of the bathroom and John Stewart looks at me and he says are you pregnant or contagious <laughs> classic John and classic. and I went with pregnant because I felt like I didn't want to sit there and explain you know it what? actually I, I would pay cancer. money to have you look at him and go cancer horrible oh my god i would love to see him spin that oh god (laughs) and and you could see the relief on his face when i said pregnant and Mm -hmm. then everyone because i was there with a crew of people and the whole crew was like (gasps) because i was dating a guy that we worked with at the time and they were all like oh "Oh my god yeah and i was like (laughs) Like, so it became a little disastrous but no it's funny because you ask john stewart now hey remember this time there was this girl who was trying to interview you and she threw up he might not remember that. No, I don't think he would. But if I said she had cancer, he'd be like, oh my God, she haunts my dreams. My memory, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you would have stood out, but I understand. Yeah. You, you made the right move. Yeah, it was It was trying to salvage. Yeah. Um, Keep your cancer to yourself. <laughs> oh God. Anyway. It's so funny because it ended up being nothing. It, it, well, it wasn't nothing. I did have cancer, but I'm fine and I'm healthy. So right. we're very fortunate. Um, so... So I worked for them for a while, and then I left. Then 2008 happened, and the market crashed, uh, recession, and you lost your job. Yeah. Uh, This is sadly not becoming about hobbies anymore. Oh, (laughs) sorry. And happy musical. (laughs) Yay, (laughs) Yay, I'm not employed. Jolly, jolly, jolly. Um, Yeah, but I did. I lost that job. Um, But uh, then you got a part in um, Legally Blonde, the musical. Yeah, well, I mean, I was a swing, and... Swing. It's some people love being swings. Mm-hmm. I had a really hard time with it because you have to learn every single part. Yeah. Um. I hate to hear you sing every single part in the shower. Yeah, you did. 
<laughs> oh my god oh my god you guys i, I that's a, actually that's all i remember yeah thankfully good it's almost um, gone but oh, great show though a, that was such a good show i i still even though like you get sick of watching shows and being in shows i still love that show yeah and great movie too it's yes one of those also a great I, movie I, which usually movies being made into musicals not so great but that one i think translated really well they had good they had good um What's mm-hmm. that called? Like composers and people who wrote the I believe they're called composers. Books. Yeah. You know who would know is... Um, Joe? Joe no. Shit. <laughs> the MTV guy. Damn it. Dan, Dan Cortez. Cortez. <laughs> oh, I missed my mark. Oh, man. Because he's an MTV <laughs> music guy. Oh, yeah, good right. job. Good job go, with that. Go back and fix that. <laughs> nope. Man, I had this perfect Dan Cortez. Like, I'm going to drop that every few minutes. It's going to be hysterical. <laughs> well, as we uh, covered in like, what was it? Episode one or two? Yep. That Sean can't remember names. No. Including my own name. <laughs> Hence, Diana. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I kind of got back into professional theater a little bit. And then it just, it's a hard life. It's, I don't think it's really meant to be my you career didn't like, in my you, life. You got really uh, nervous to audition. You hated I, being I would make judged. myself sick You hated auditioning. people telling you, like poking you, like you need to do this with your hair, this with your teeth, this yeah, with your body. Lose this weight. Yeah. Or even sometimes gain this weight or, yeah. yeah. Um, it just, and just even now, like I, I, now I do theater as a hobby. Now I do it for fun. Right. Um, just, you know, small productions or regional stuff. And, yep. Um, yep. And even just auditioning for those things, I still get mm-hmm. so incredibly nervous auditioning. Like I feel like I'm going to throw up every even time. Even though you're like the, one of the top sought after local That is main not theater. true. For the record, I don't think that's true. I've only been in like two or three shows, three shows. But you people telling you like, oh, if you audition, then you're going to get it. Wink, wink. Yeah, but that's not always true either. Like, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't understand your world. I I mean, there are sometimes you're asked to audition for something. It doesn't mean that you'll get it or get in. It's just Mm -hmm. they, they maybe see you as a part, but there's no guarantee. So, um, Oh, one thing I've always noticed about you is uh, it's really easy to get a song stuck in your head. Oh my God, that's very true. <laughs> if you just even sing like a word from a song, I'll, even if it's not the song you meant what to sing. What a feeling. And I'll come oh, like, three hours later. That's a good like, song she's doing too. The, I know. <laughs> oh. Don't you want to dance? Say you want to dance. dance. Don't you want to dance? Dance, dance. Don't you want to dance? See? Say you want to dance. Don't you want to dance? Uh-huh. Don't you want to dance? <laughs> say you want to dance. Ooh. Um... Also, I used to have a shirt and I lost it. So if this is a good gift, FYI, Sean, because um, we're, we never know what to get each other for like Christmas and birthdays. Okay. I used to have this like dance shirt and it said, I think the front of it said, take your passion, dot, dot, dot. And the back said, and make it happen, which is from that song. Yeah. Uh, and it was like my favorite shirt to dance in. And I, I'm sure I just it grew out of it or or faded or something, but right. I would love that shirt again if you ever find it. Um, yeah, look, can I just take you out to dinner, do something thoughtless? <laughs> also, this is, I love this you. This is what love looks like. <laughs> this is what five years of marriage looks like. Can I just take you out to dinner and not think about something to get you? <laughs> I mean, why don't just call it, call it how it is? I think honesty is romantic. Yeah. You know, every guy listening to this is like, he's making a point, but I would never <laughs> say that to my wife. Ugh. <laughs> Luckily, I'm pretty used to you. Yeah. Um, so I don't. Yeah, I just finished a run um, of Young Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. 
which those of you who are our Patreon supporters, I forget which tier it is that sees our bonus videos. Um, Sean took some video when he came to see me in Young Frankenstein. I played Inga. Did you watch the video yet? No. Is it bad? No, it's fine. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not great. I, you took it with like your cell phone. So yeah, it's, no, I made it's a not few, like professional video I made a video few yet. remarks walking in. You did? Good ones. Okay. I think. <laughs> I don't know. Eh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so I, I just finished that run. I'm very happy to be done. I, I get I get pretty exhausted. Oh, the dog. You guys, there's not going to be a single episode where this dog doesn't bark. That's right. I'm buzzing the dog right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> what were we saying? Oh, I get I get exhausted with shows, though. I mean, Me too. I don't like being alone. I know it's I don't like being alone. But I don't like being alone at night. Take the car. <laughs> We were on one car for a while, so yeah, once you left at four, family. I mean, luckily the city is like a walking city, so that's fine. I, yeah, it's not quite as hard, but, but yeah, I mean, I might audition again for something, but no. <laughs> there's a few shows coming up. Um, Camelot they're doing, which I think sounds kind of boring, but yeah. it's beautiful music and very different than shows I usually do. I feel like when I go to conventions, I usually go without you. Uh, sure. You stay back here, and I feel like you going to shows when you're in, involved with them is sort of you paying me back or payback <laughs> it's, <not> payback. <laughs> it's payback it's I revenge mean, i mean it's just that's my hobby i would say it's maybe the equivalent of like your like motorcycle weekends i get it stuff like that like yeah. i don't know it's the kind it's a weird thing because like if you're not a musical theater person if you're not a theater person and you don't love it it's hard to it's hard to understand yeah it's hard to get why someone would like give up two to three months of their life Especially someone who would like, to, like you, who your happiest every day is sitting on the couch watching oh, it's true. some in pajamas, pajamas with <laughs> dogs in your lap, yeah. coffee. I am such and an introvert. Chocolate something. Yeah, I'm, I, I, it's true. I'm such a like, but I think also because I'm so introverted, it's one of the few times I like can right. pretend it's, that it's the I'm the exact not. opposite. Yeah, it's I I pretend I'm someone who's not introverted, and right. um, that's part of the joy that I get of, from it. Um, right. It's funny, too, because we went to see Roller Derby. What was that, like a year ago? We get to see, oh, yeah, our, we went, a match. Yeah, we went to see, like, a Roller Derby game or match. And right. I was, like, sitting there watching this game. And I, I was like, do this. I was like, I want to be, I want to do Roller Derby. I want to be that girl with the star on her helmet. And I want to <laughs> knock the shit out of people. And I want to be the one that people are applauding. Yeah, but you, you bruise easily. I you do. You fall over easily. <laughs> You're, I mean, you don't like. I don't like pain. Rough, rough, yeah, pain. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, what exactly, just the performance aspect of it? It was. That's, that's and not that's what, what I realized. Derby's about. I was like, I. <laughs> I don't give a shit about roller derby, but I see all these people cheering and these applause happening. And the actress in me is like, I want those applause. The, I, these applause are, it's should be so for weird. me. It's so oh, weird. God, it's I so don't weird. I understand that. I know. And I'm such a darker sort of macabre person sometimes. And you're just the opposite of me. Just bright <laughs> and cheery and sunshiny and pink <laughs> and yay. Yeah. Well, the first time you met my family, you thought we were like faking oh, God. our love. We were also like <laughs> visibly in love with each other and like happy with. I, <laughs> so like Sean it. came over for Christmas. Um, <laughs> like I think it was not even. It was like a few days after Christmas, and you were picking me up to take me back down to school because I didn't have a car. And um, you know, my family at Christmas time we make hot cocoa, we make wassail, we like snuggle under we'll big fuzzy blankets on the couch. and they watch have a, movies. A, a living room that's it's it's. <laughs> But as many long, like, couches from the 80s. 
and they just sit on these things and they all cover themselves in blankets and they're all like wrapped like you have your leg over your mom your hand over your dad and there's blankets over you and then the dog's on top and there's the kids <laughs> it's like one big amoeba of katanas <laughs> it, it's just so oh god i don't know it's like a caterpillar of we we just, just legitimately enjoy each other's company and like we'll just like all oh, snuggle and drink hot cocoa and watch christmas no. movies together and i try to take a break i'm like oh, i'm gonna go shuffle the driveway you're welcome <laughs> Yeah, so that's the up, upbringing <clears throat> I came from and why I'm probably so happy. And also, like, my mom and I, <coughs> I would help my mom clean the house, and sh- we would sing show tunes together. Yep. And yeah. that's how we, like, yeah, got through your cleaning. Your parents are definitely into <laughs> um, show tunes. Yeah, they're, they're musical stuff. theater people, too. And I hear your dad's a big fan <clears throat> of Little Orville, Aunt, or, or Sorry, Little Orphan Annie. Little Oral Annie, <laughs> Little Oral the first Annie. porno that I saw and found in my dad's dresser. So, I can't believe we're bringing this up again. Quick segue. God, I hope my dad's not listening. I hope he is. Uh, <laughs> so sorry, un- Bob. So uncomfortable. Well, you were raised in a sex-positive family. We were. We were very sex-positive. So Playboys like, by the in the bathroom, well, no big deal. Yeah, like nudity wasn't a big deal. Sex wasn't necessarily a big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, like questions about our bodies were not met with like gasps. Like it was just if you had a question about your body, they would right. answer it. And both my parents were in the medical field, so right. Yeah. So, um, did your dad have little Oral Annie in his collection before he saw you in the musical or after? I don't know because I can't. I cannot remember what year I found it. Like we I can't. I don't him know on the, the podcast. Time. We cannot. I, there's a lot of stuff I don't mind talking about in front of my parents. I cannot bring. That I don't up. mind bringing it up. I know you it's don't. Okay. I know you don't mind. <laughs> I I'm turning red right now. I wonder if he still has it. Do we have a VHS? Oh my God. VCR? We have we have no way of watching a VHS. We'll get one. Oh, God. I'm sure it's online. I'm, I'm, I bet we don't have to watch a VHS. Yes, I'm sure it's somewhere. I online. feel like it would feel more authentic if I had the actual VHS tape. I I don't know. I would not want to bring my father on to talk about Little Orly any. But it is a good question of like which came first, the chicken or the egg? Like was I in New that Oral show or first, Annie. or did yeah. my dad watch the porno first? Yeah. Ugh. Man, yeah. back in the day, you used to have to work. To get porn, you have to find it, go to a store, steal it, <clears throat> order true. it from a magazine. I always wondered, did my parents ever realize? Because I would like take the videos out from their nightstand and then I would like watch. I had like a TV with a VCR yeah. in my bedroom. Right. So I would like watch it in my bedroom. <laughs> Excuse me. And, um, and then I'd like put it back in their drawers or whatever. Right. And like, did they ever realize it was missing? Did they ever figure out that I was like curious and stealing their porn? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's as bad. It feels it feels worse when you're a boy taking their porn, because girls who take <laughs> porn from their parents, it's like they're curious about their bodies or something. Hmm. When boys take it, they're obviously going to take it and jerk off to it. Hmm. Well, my brother, and this was like my brother did not steal my dad's Playboys. My dad would like give him. The yeah, Playboys. he didn't have to. And um, my brother, who was eighteen would take the Playboys to his Catholic school and sell them out of his locker nice. to other students who couldn't get them. <laughs> Bo was and always an entrepreneur. What did the nuns think of that? <laughs> Bo, Bo got detention and suspended more times yeah. than any of us can count. I remember being <laughs> at a bus stop waiting to go to school. I was like 12. And on the ground next to us was this like cl- ripped out clipping of some horribly printed, uh, you know, one nine hundred number mm. with a topless girl on right. it printed it you know two dpi i mean just oh, it was rained on stepped on but it was a naked girl right and it was 
good luck trying to find another one all day. You know, as a 12 year old, <laughs> you like, picked it up and you it, yeah. kept that in your yeah, little nine, trapper nine, keeper. 1992, <laughs> before Prodigy, before the internet and all that. Mm. So I put it in a Ziploc bag. I hid it in the bushes. And I told my friends where to find it. Just, you know, because I don't know. <laughs> it just felt better to share. Share, share the love. And of course, the next time I came back to the bush to find it, it was gone because that's just usually how it works. But yeah. I found that a lot of um, kids my age had similar stories where they found porn. Somehow a Ziploc bag was involved, hitting it, <laughs> hiding it outside the house, stupidly telling their friends, and then said porn quickly disappears. Hmm. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are nodding their head. Hmm. Interesting. I never had that. No. I never had like shared porn with friends, I guess. I would just... You don't, like, share and look at it together. You just, like, hey, look what I found. It's sort of like bragging rights. Yeah, I, I gotcha. But then there was that one <laughs> asshole who always stole it, I guess. Yep. Oh, you also had the kid there who's like, guys, this is stupid. Why don't we just go play baseball? Blah, 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 blah. It's like... Yeah. yeah that, was, that was Greg. Oh, Greg. <laughs> yeah. Kid who was, who was last probably to probably going to be on an episode. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring this up to him. He'll remember. Greg was uh, an inspiration for Off-Road, for yeah. those who don't know. Yeah, I'll have Greg on uh, next time at some point <laughs> at to talk some point, about uh, yeah. my first graphic novel. Um, I don't know how we veered off into porn. <laughs> that that, took, a, that took a hard left turn. <laughs> oh, very hard. <laughs> um, That's but, how porn is sometimes. It just hits yeah, you when you don't see it coming. I nope, it doesn't make sense. So. Joke over. <laughs> um, so yeah, there, there's, there's my love of musical theater. Not much to talk about, I guess, other than just how I got started in it, but... Um, for those who are in the Patreon, we'll have some of that Young Frankenstein video for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's about it, huh? <laughs> Thanks for stopping in, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and listening to my musical theater. All right. See you later, everybody. Bye. Talk flirting.